0: Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Crossroads Conversations. Uh, I'm Ricky Richard Kennedy, and I'm here with uh, my brother Robert Harmon. And uh, man, let's talk about Ezekiel.
1: What an interesting character in the Bible.
0: Yeah, Robert. Weird things. Robert and I, we just caught up on Ezekiel. So we just watched the Bible Projects overview video on Ezekiel, and I wanted to give a shout out to them. They helped me a ton in my my studies and my learning of the Bible. If you have not checked out the Bible Project, man, go check out their website. Go check them out on YouTube. They they have this incredible ministry of helping you to understand how the Bible connects to it to it each to itself, and they help help us make sense of of the Bible. So, like for instance. Um, Ezekiel is a pretty large book, and it's got a lot of like stuff going on in it. And so, what we did was we pulled open their overview video, the Bible Project's overview video of Ezekiel. And there's two of them, and they just explain to you what's going on in sort of this animated style. They help you to understand it. It's just such a beautiful story.
1: So, I would recommend it if you if there's a story in the Bible that you like and you want to know more about it. Just look at it. I mean, it's pretty interesting. And breaks it down into common sense where you can really understand it. Instead of just reading the Scripture, you can kind of visualize it. Yeah, so
0: what's going on here, chapter 1 in Ezekiel, is the glory of the Lord shows up to Ezekiel. The presence of the Lord with the these uh, incredible angelic cherubim creatures, and the glory of the and the Lord Himself shows up to Ezekiel. One of the things Ezekiel points out the book is that the book of Ezekiel points out is that the glory of the Lord has departed from the temple in Jerusalem. So we remember that the uh, throughout the story of the Old Testament, God's presence would live or abide in the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, with in the Holy of Holies, with the Ark of the Covenant, and with the the these angelic uh, cherubim, so that that presence of God is coming to Ezekiel here. So you're like, all right, why are you not in the temple? So what happens is it's, it's this this just incredible incredible vision and th- these. Yeah, basically the Lord is sitting on top of these cherubim. It's kind of like His throne. And it says that the cherubim go wherever the Spirit goes. They dart to and fro like lightning. It's just this incredible picture. Chapter 2 is what we talked about on Sunday. And it's Ezekiel's call. God tells Ezekiel, Hey, I'm giving you the mission to go proclaim my truth to the exiled people in Babylon. And Ezekiel, they will not listen to you. Okay? What an unfortunate task to be told you're going to have to go proclaim a message to people that they're not going to listen to. Mm. And it says here in chapter 3, where God is still giving Ezekiel uh, his task, Verse 8, Behold, I have made your face... Oh, sorry, let's go to 7... Uh, The house of Israel, Ezekiel, will not be willing to listen to you for they are not willing to listen to me because all the house of Israel, they have a hard forehead and a stubborn heart. Behold, I have made your face as hard as their faces and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. So what God's saying to Ezekiel here is that, hey man, these people the whole reason you're in exile is because of the hardness of heart stubbornness of heart the disobedience to god they have not listened to me they will not listen to you yet i'm sending you anyway to talk to them sorry ezekiel they're not going to listen to you but this is your message um and in the very in towards the end of the book in chapter 36 i want to read that to you as well where God says, I will put my spirit within you. So remember, the, the presence of God has left the temple by now in Jerusalem. And this is significant because he is telling Ezekiel, I am going to put my spirit within my people and give them a new heart. Because Remember he said, their hearts are hard and their foreheads are hard. Right. Yeah, so in chapter 36... Verse 26, he says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. This is so significant, Robert, because we we live today in 2023 in the era of, People like us who have faith in Jesus, the temple of the Lord is within our hearts. And that's significant, and it's a thing that I think that we take for granted, that we know God and that we have His presence in the same way that God's presence was in the temple in Jerusalem. But it's because of God's grace and blessing because of the blood of Jesus that this prophecy has been fulfilled through Jesus and now we we experience that's weird we experience what's weird about it I mean I agree it's kind of weird it's kind of hard to understand it's
1: kind of like they they did all the uh, dirty work and we're kind of (laughs) like we're kind of like I wouldn't say clean freaks. i just say we're a little bit more laid back. They did the dirty work, they did all the stuff that we should be doing as Christians, and they did it. And we're not – not all of us, some of us. We just got to step our game up, man.
0: Well, they did do the dirty work, as in – they were sinful yeah and continuously rebellious yeah before god they can like the the reason they're in exile is because it's god's justice they they were so disobedient worshipping false gods the whole gamut of sin and and it's like they they had a hard heart it's almost like they i wonder if they could i don't know and it's
1: like kind of like god punished them
0: he did, yeah. This, In a it sense, is his I mean punishment. he's like,
1: Y'all wanna act like fools? We gonna, I'm gonna show you what kind of fool I can be. And then he made uh now this part I found made him cook with their own poop. He said it for real that he made them like I guess the, the charcoal was like the poop that cook cooked their food to make it smell yeah. to make it taste bad. Because they had such a bad attitude about everything. I mean, and it just seemed like they had no care in the world. Yeah, and I think... It's kind of like God slapped them in the face in a sense and said, I'm going to show you I don't care. I got that side too, like he flipped a, you know, I am a loving God, but if you're going to spit in my face, I'm going to kind of...
0: Yeah, well, it's both. God is... Right, that's exactly right. I think well, he just got fed up with. It. Well, we've been talking about the covenant that God made from the very beginning. It's like, hey, at the very end of Deuteronomy, the, the covenant was renewed with 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 Moses right before Moses died, and he said, and he's the Lord said, if you will obey me, you will be supremely b- blessed beyond measure. But if you don't obey me, if you disobey me, you will be cursed and you will be punished and God had mercy on
1: them for a long time. He just got to a point. He and got finally to a he, point. He just said to that's head right. with it. That's you right. You know, it's like all of us. Sometimes in life, you know, it's with all of us. We only can take so much, and then the dam is busted. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like... Psh, Man, you
0: know. I, I was... In God's justice, um, He is both 100% loving, but He's also a good judge. He, and his, his justice is real, and His justice is actually good. But his, the thing that I was sort of meditating on is like, His justice and His wrath is toward anyone who is sinful and who is rebellious against Him. The only reason that you and I will not experience God's wrath is is because Jesus' blood has made us pure.
1: He has. But sometimes do you I mean, this is uh sometimes we bring raft on ourselves.
0: Oh sure, yeah, through bad decisions and bad
1: decisions, you know, and it just seems like the old saying, When it rains it pours. Yeah. You know. You know, I mean it and it's not, you know, When things are good, things are good. And when things are bad, they're bad. But, you know, I mean, it just seems like, you know, and I hear God says, you know, he won't put no more on us and we can't handle But sometimes you're like, come on, Lord, back up. Just give me a little bit of space. Yeah. Just a little bit, you know.
0: Well, I thought it was interesting that back in chapter 3, where God is giving the, the message, God is giving the mission to Ezekiel. Hey, I'm about to give you a a message to give to the people, by the way, they won't listen because they have a hard forehead. But then he says, but I'm giving you a forehead that's just as hard as theirs. And it's almost like God saying, it's like God saying, I think they're, I am going to give you strength enough to handle the task that I'm giving you. Like just as much determination as they have to not listen to God, I'm going to give you that much determination and strength to proclaim the message.
1: It's just, I mean, it's just, it's weird when you look at his life and, you know, and can kind of picture some things in your life going like that. I'm not talking about cooking with your own poop and all that stuff, but sometimes we reap what we sow, you know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of weird that, you know, you sit back and, and you look at things in life and, you know, you look at the Bible and... You know, some things line up with your life. You know what I mean. You know, it's just it's just Ezekiel, man. He's just a he's just a character.
0: Well, and he's fa- he's he's faithful to God. He's faithfully obedient to God. He's probably one. Can of you them imagine? People,
1: probably one of them people that all or nothing. You know what I mean. And there's people like that yeah. and, that really get on fire for Jesus and. You tell him, no, 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 you can't do it this way. Well, God says, I can't. And why did Ezekiel have the
0: strength to have that kind of ministry and to do the things that he did was because, one, he encountered God's presence. It was and not he seen
1: just, God's heart. That's what he... Yeah, it was know, not he just religion for
0: him. He, he encountered something. He encountered God's presence. God gave him strength for the ministry task. God yeah. gave him the strength he needed, clearly. And for us, I, I mean, I love the the idea here of, man, when we experience God's glory, it changes our lives.
1: It does. I mean, you, everybody's got their own experience with God yeah. in a different way. I mean, it's just like Ezekiel. Ezekiel experienced his in a different way. Sometimes people go through something bad to get to something good. And there's some people out there that are just you know, that are just good all the way up, you know. I mean it's mm. you know what I also love
0: about this is that it highlights and lets you in a little bit on the spirit realm that we yeah. can't see. Like our physical eyes are limited in what we can see, we can't see the spirit realm. The spiritual realm where God exists. God, I mean, God transcends, but the Bible is clear that there are angels and there are demons and there are forces in the spirit realm. In His presence, He is spirit. Christ became flesh, um, but we can't see heaven. We can't see that reality. But I, I love that it lets us in a little bit here to the mysteriousness yeah, of like the spiritual like... reality.
1: God, how can you be like that, making a man yeah, cook with his own poop? I mean, that's as low as you can get. Or, you know, all the stuff he's putting him through, everything. Like, yeah, God's pulling on everything he's got to yeah. see if he'll still hang in there and eventually turn around and come. It's like he's tempting him. You know what I mean? Like he's tempting him.
0: Well, and the, the cooking with poop thing, I think that's in chapter 5.
1: But I don't, I don't mean to keep bringing that up. No, no, it's bull. There's I a reason why I
0: just it sticks in your mind because it's so nasty. And God's point is like, he he had Ezekiel do perform all these bizarre acts. Really, a lot of the prophets, God I think he God had, was had seeing them if to, he
1: would quit or give up. And well, he was well, man,
0: Ezekiel was incredibly faithful to God. Because I mean, but the point of that was to demonstrate in super dramatic disgusting form how how filthy their acts were before God they were living they were just living sinfully they were idolatrous they were
1: they was living in they filth were just living in
0: filth and sin yeah, and that's why they they were exiled and so that's what God was calling Ezekiel to perform these super dramatic like parables to demonstrate to them the spiritual nature of what was going on. And what I was going to say a minute ago was that there's this entire spirit realm that we can't see. But sometimes God lets us in on more of His glory depending on whatever He chooses to reveal to us. I mean, remember the Apostle Paul, he said that God took him up to the third heaven, whatever that means, he didn't explain it to us in a vision. I wish he would have. I wish he. I wish Paul would have explained his vision. But he said then he gave me a thorn in my well, flesh. What do you think the third so heaven be... is? When we leave Earth, and
1: I don't know what he's talking about. That's that'd be. An, we we need he, to do some research on Paul the third had either.
0: some. There's the point is, and the Bible lets us in on the spirit realm in several different places. Ezekiel is one. Um, uh, Revelation has lots of. It's an apocalyptic literature as well. But the point is there's so much in the spirit realm that we don't see. We just have to believe by faith and you know there's so much more to God's presence and God's glory if we will seek him. I remember there was a season in my life when I was doing these 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 music camps, these worship camps for like student these yeah. student camps and yeah. I was leading worship and I was Had a band with me and I always took guys. I tried to take these guys who were my real good buddies, and they were just sold out for the Lord, seeking the Lord and just love God. And I remember this one camp, man. I'll always remember this. We were meeting for prayer before service, like normal. And normally, we would spend several minutes in prayer. I mean, I don't know. We'd probably meet in the prayer room for. Some, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes and just kind of meet, hang out, chill out, pray. But we weren't expecting anything life changing, anything crazy, miraculous. And all of a sudden, one of these times at this particular church, I won't say the name of it, it was in Alabama. And we started praying and it was just like, man, the spirit just empowered our prayer and showed up. And we just didn't leave the prayer room. We didn't. We didn't even go eat dinner that night we we just didn't want to leave the prayer room because the presence of the Lord was so present, man, and it was just something I had never experienced before in prayer
1: yeah, I and then we
0: went out and led worship, and we didn't even rehearse because we were we didn't want to leave the prayer room and it was this incredible, incredibly powerful night of worship where at the very end of the night, like it it was honestly it was a normal service, and then at the end of the night, this one group of kids came up to me and they said, "Hey, can you play a Revelation song?" And I was like, "Sure, man." And so we the band played Revelation song. And dude, next thing I know, within a matter of, I don't know, 10 minutes, the whole student group is back in the worship center, crying out to God, people are on the ground, crying out in repentance, people are just crying out to God and 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 praying. And just revival was happening here, there and we worship for another hour and then like 20 people got baptized that's and weird. we're going what in the world is happening and then the next morning the sunday morning and by the way it was the first baptist church and i'm going okay last night was cool but this morning will just probably be business as normal as usual church you know first baptist church and man the spirit showed up again in power I remember the, I remember at invitation time, man, people were just literally on the floor, laid out, crying out to God, and the the service got extended and everything. And I remember the staff even there going, "We didn't expect this." Like God just, it was like God just kind of blew on us and revival happened. And from there, that happened That type of thing happened several times. And then from there, me and those buddies started meeting for prayer. And prayer meetings stayed pretty small, but man, the things that I was able to experience in prayer with these guys was just different than your just like shallow surface level. I'm not trying to say anything against anything, but you know what I'm saying? Just like it got deeper and more real and more like God's presence was just really, really, really real to me in that season of my life. And I was, and it was because one, because of his grace allowing me to experience Him in new ways. But also, I was seeking Him. And I think that that's one of the things I love about these passages that deal with people experiencing God's glory, man, is that, and then to know that the New Testament teaches us that the Holy Spirit dwells within our hearts. And I just hope that we don't neglect Him. I hope we don't ignore Him. You know, I hope that, that's where you we gotta can, have
1: good leaders and, and good people like y'all, not ignoring God and listening to God, you know. You know it's like it's the church here. We got a lot of great people here, a lot of great members, and without them and the great staff and everything like that, this 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 ship don't sail. It's like me and you when I called and you talked to you this morning, and we was talking about entrance. I think we got interims all inside the church. We just ain't asking, you know, hey, would you like to say something one Sunday? Give you and Brandon a break. You know, There's, you know, God might be working in this church and doing... I'm not saying they're going to get up there and pasture every week, but it might be a season where people just get up and speak what God's got on their mind, you know? Well, the Lord said... I'll build my church well, in the he, gates of the He's and built prevail it, the flock it. is risen, Yeah, and there's a lot of harvest here. Maybe that's something, maybe that's a season we'll see here. Man. Maybe if, if you feel like you're led and you feel like you need to get up there and God's got something on your heart, get with Brandon, get with somebody on the staff and tell them, I want to get this off my mind. And, you know, I just, you know. I feel like we got too many people around here that's too knowledgeable about the Bible and God's laid something on their heart. They can get up there in that pulpit and say,
0: "Sure." Or we all have a sphere of influence, people that right. we know, and that's the thing—the missional aspect that that we talked about yesterday at church or Sunday, and the the missional aspect of of um, Ezekiel's call was God said, "Hey." I'm giving you a message, and I want you to, in turn, immediately go tell people. That is very good for us because we, God has always been about the world knowing Him. Right. We are His messengers to the world. We are similar to Ezekiel. We are called to, we're sent out into a world to help the world to encounter God. Yeah.
1: Through the message yeah.
0: of our words and our language and our life. You know, it's like Hopefully this, he won't call us to eat like poop. this
1: weekend, this past weekend, I was at Buckmasters. And you know, God sometimes sends little little messages and little seeds through other people. Buckmasters was a great experience. Some guy come around in a wheelchair, he had another booth, and uh, he spoke to me and said some encouraging words to me that I had been praying for two days mm. to God, awesome. you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I mean, he just come up and the w- way he said it and the way he went about it, it really inspired me, you know? And uh, I told, uh, who was that? I talked to somebody at the church the other day. I sent in a thing uh, to do something that God laid on my heart. You know, like you're doing the worship night. That's something God laid on your heart that you wanted to do. And I think it's, we should have that maybe every quarter or whatever, you know, because, you know, worship's a great thing. But, you know, I had this uh, dream several years ago about a God wanted me to speak on this. And this don't go for everybody because if you don't have a business – And you don't own your own business, and you're not a small business owner. So this wouldn't be for everybody, but God wanted me. And I didn't write it down. I still got it in my head, but, like, how to put God in your small business. It's like a preaching thing he wants me to do, get people come together that are small businessmen and mentor to them to help keep God in their business.
0: Robert, you need to write that down. It's in my head. Write it on a journal. Right. We've been talking about journaling.
1: Right. Well, I'm. I'm I've started. Journal. I've started writing it. Yeah. I've already got three or four pages because of what I, I had sent it in. But I know we got so much going on without a pasture, and maybe this. Fall, maybe after fall in the winter months when it gets cold, we can do something up here. And it's uh It's not for everybody. Like I said, it's just for people, that are small business people that run their own business. How to put God in your business. Don't be ashamed of them.
0: Right. So, yeah. So a, a lifestyle of worship, everything that we do should glorify God.
1: You know? I mean, sometimes we get caught up in worldly things, all of us. Sometimes you experience God in the weirdest places. <laughs> <laughs> well, the like scriptures easy, are clear like Ezekiel, that he, he went, sees they, you. He, he, he pretty put him 20 feet in the ground and probably more than that, and then... Look at what happened to him. Mm. He never, the thing of it is, he never really gave up on God. He never really gave up the faith. And I believe God was pushing him and pushing him. And finally he got to a point so this man ain't going to give up. (laughs)
0: Yeah, he was faithful. And that's what, you know, thinking about the stories of Scripture, every single one of them is about faith. The people that God used, they're people of faith. And I want to wrap up with this, but uh, the very end of Ezekiel it tells of the new temple and of course we don't know exactly the interpretation of the vision of what it meant but it could be for today God's temple in our hearts it could be when he sets up his new kingdom on on earth or heaven but what happens is is this river is flowing out of the temple and the river blesses the whole world and you see the same image in revelation and that and it, the same same image was in the garden of eden and that's what the, the Bible Project guys highlighted that I just really appreciated is that God's ministry, God's mission has always been and still is to restore His glory to the earth. And He does that through you and I, and He is just continuing to work. Um, and that river is His presence. Jesus said, I am the fountain of living water. He has blessed us with His literal presence. So, hey, we should take this as a challenge to check our hearts and say, hey, am I walking by the Spirit? Am I living by the Spirit? Am I quenching the Spirit? Do Am I seeking Him? Am I living this life of, of blessing and blessing others through the Holy Spirit who, who He has given me? Well, Robert, thanks for this conversation. Guys, thanks for listening today, and it's our prayer and hope that you are inspired and encouraged and equipped in your faith walk and your journey with Jesus Christ.